This is the World Industrial News for Monday, January 23rd, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part nine of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. So technology is going to come into every aspect of this because we have known to do these things for a number of years, but we simply lacked the basic tools and the basic platform to do them with. That is not true today. We have that technology, and this will be simply applying that technology to a known problem. It should be a very stable and high probability success project. Excellent. Thank you. And I know, you know, personally, we've had numerous delegations in from countries over the past few months that are all focusing on this topic and grid modernization. And, and Pat, you touch on it, right? I mean, even like the European energy shift and the potential that's there. Um, so thank you for that. And I think, you know, before we close out, it would be really great to hear from both of you and just um, get some of your final thoughts. Um, Mona, why don't you kick us off? You know, what are you hearing from some of the drivers in this space? I know you're you are you're knee deep into this this area. Um, any final thoughts from you? Absolutely. I think I just will reiterate what Pat said about the role of technology. I think everybody hopes and wishes to build transformational infrastructure for our country and generations to come. And we cannot do this if we do not truly build back better with technology. Um, all of us in the advocacy space uh, fought very hard to get software services, digitization, digitalization, monitoring and control language into the Infrastructure Investment Jobs Act. We wanted to make sure that those technologies would be eligible for programs like the Smart Grid Investment Grant Program, um, Transmission Facilitation Program, um, and, and a host of others. And so, you know, when working with the Gridwise Alliance um, and other trade associations, some of the crux of our work is to really convey back to the federal government hey, you said, you know, you said this stuff is eligible. Now we want to just make sure as you're standing up these new programs um, that you're hewing to the legislative language and that we are really going to be able to have um, companies be able to deploy this cutting edge technology so that we really can build back better and modernize our grid. Um, another concern is that states um, are really struggling with staff, you know, just post-COVID inflation, supply chain, everything that's just kind of converging right now, um, states are understaffed and they need staff in order to get these dollars out the door. And so that is why I encourage the stakeholder outreach to them because the more that they're hearing from the folks that are actually steeped in these issues and are helping others uh, troubleshoot them, um, the, the better this money will be spent and the more likely it is to be spent on, on technology. And so, I think to the extent uh, if there are companies out there that have government relations teams in the states to really push for digitalization in those state legislatures and make sure that that is a theme that is running through your commentary um, with with these states. Uh, and and with that, you know, I, I think I'll just finally conclude with saying that, you know, let's just recognize that this is an unprecedented moment and we really do have a chance to take advantage of all of the great work that has been done by so many over the past decades. And so I, I'm hopeful um, that we will, in a couple of years, start seeing some really interesting uh, projects that are going to push us forward into the next energy landscape. 
To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. The domestic metals and minerals industry is facing a challenging 2023, particularly in the steel manufacturing sector. Amid falling prices and increasing imports, steel mills in the U.S. are working at less than 80% capacity, an indication of financial stress, according to the American Iron and Steel Institute. Existing production facilities will need to remain in the best working conditions to keep the industry in shape. Industrial Info is tracking more than 530 maintenance-related projects in the U.S. metals and minerals industry that are set to kick off in the first quarter of 2023, totaling nearly $1 billion in value. Steel manufacturing facilities account for more than $300 million worth, the most of any sector. According to Industrial Info's Global Market Intelligence Project database, Texas leads the U.S. in both the value and number of active food and beverage industry projects. The warehousing and distribution sector leads by value, followed by the dairy sector. Industrial Info is tracking more than $7.8 billion worth of active food and beverage projects in the state. Amid the Biden administration's goal of 30 gigawatts of offshore wind power by 2030 and the recent passage of the Inflation Reduction Act, Nucor Corporation last week introduced its new sustainable heavy-gauge steel plate product intended specifically for offshore wind applications. The steel producer plans to manufacture the product, Elcyon, at its new $1.7 billion steel plate mill in Brandenburg, Kentucky, which produced its first steel plate at the end of December. India is hoping to become a global hub for the production of green hydrogen, with the government approving a national $2.3 billion plan. Prime Minister Sri Narendra Modi approved the National Green Hydrogen Mission, which sets out to develop a green hydrogen production capacity of at least 5 million metric tons per year and an associated renewable energy capacity addition of about 125 gigawatts by 2030. And Europe's largest deposit of rare earth minerals has been discovered by Sweden's state-owned mining giant Elkab in the Arctic region of Karuna, Sweden. The company said that it has identified significant deposits of rare earth elements in the Karuna region, metals which are essential for, among other applications, the manufacture of electric vehicles and wind turbines. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.